0: Welcome to BCCN3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at bccn3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to BCCN3 Talk on this episode of This Week in Web 3. I'm Jason Rowlett. Along with me is my colleague at BCCN3.com, Keegan King. Keegan, how are you? We uh, had a lot going Doing on this pretty week. good. Yeah. Yeah, pretty uh, exciting time in the market. Yeah. Yeah, we've got, a, uh, of course, here in the United States, we've got the Super Bowl coming up this week on Sunday, and you had written an article about uh, Fox Sports, kind of doing a little turnaround there, but they are now banning crypto ads. Um, Tell us about that and where the kind of that decision came from.
1: Yeah, I guess this year uh, the NFL has decided that you're going to make more money off of sports betting than you will off of crypto, which are, depending who you ask, the same thing. Uh, but but, uh yeah there. mark evans i believe his name he's like the vp of advertising or something like that that's totally wrong um so mark if you're listening uh feel free to correct me um also if you're listening (laughs) why are you listening um but (laughs) you got important things to do uh no but seriously this he he basically said that they don't have any representation for crypto in their ads, uh, this for the Super Bowl this year. Um, apparently, they did before uh, uh, things got real bad, you know. So before FTX crashed, they had a few things kind of in the running. Then FTX crashed, and then I guess Fox Sports went, "Yeah, no, that's a terrible idea. Um, we're done with it." Which I mean, you can't blame them, right? But I think it's interesting because uh, I can't remember the guy's name, but. But the, the head of Digi Daigaku, for the longest time, he's been saying, Yeah, we got a Super Bowl ad. We got an ad up for the Super Bowl. Like Super Bowl. Like I mean, how can you not hype an NFT project any more than saying you got a Super Bowl ad? Yeah. That's, like that's what drives prices in NFTs. It doesn't matter about the value or the utility, the scarcity, or the community. none of that. You got a Super Bowl ad. So those prices are gonna jack up so fast. It, it doesn't matter about the real stuff. So I thought that was kind of funny because uh, they said that and maybe I thought, okay, is the DigiDaiGaku ad okay? And then the guy actually, he went out and he, he tweeted said said, DigiDaiGaku ads, it's, it's all go. It's got the green light still. So I don't know if Mark Evans just made a mistake and said, we don't have cryptocurrency ads, but we have NFT ads mm. still. Yeah. Or maybe he... I don't I don't know if he knows or doesn't know the difference between the two. And if he's just giving it yeah. like an umbrella term and saying it's all out of here. Yeah. Um but supposedly, I don't know when, but there's going to be an NFT ad still. So I I don't think that's a reason to buy the NFT. I I think that would be kind of foolish. So I'm curious what this ad's really going to do because yeah, who, I mean cool you, you got an ad in the super bowl how does that make the nft better yeah it's um it's it's gonna i mean it... we'll see you put coca-cola Cola ads it doesn't make coca-cola taste better right like, right yeah. it still tastes the same yeah
0: <laughs> well and you're and you're selling to you know with with most super bowl ads all super bowl ads they're always selling something you can buy with cash now, here they're selling something that you can only buy with a complex wallet. And people
1: don't know how to use the wallet, And broadly speaking. Um... yeah. Remember, 2021 already happened. 2022 already happened. Yeah. People have made their minds about NFTs. Yeah. And the majority of people think they're stupid. So I don't see this ad doing anything major to any sort of collection other than saying, hey, we know how to burn our cash. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's all it really says to me is we just burned ten million dollars on on a thirty second Super Bowl ad. You're welcome. Yeah. This is your community. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, like I can see the Saudis doing that. Right. Like the, the Saudi collection, I could see them doing that, like Super Bowl ad, max bidding. Like I could see something stupid that but yeah. Shouldn't you use that ten million dollars to make the game better? No. Pay a couple more developers. No. <laughs> yeah, pay pay a few
0: more hey. developers to get it right before shilling it. Huh. Uh, yeah, because
1: no one's gonna be like, "Oh man, NFT game, I'm down." Yeah, they got a Super Bowl ad. Obviously, it's gonna be fun. Yeah, right, right. Okay,
0: we're just gonna make this one on audio. Well, we had uh, we saw Bitcoin go to twenty three thousand this uh, past week. Although, as we're recording this, and uh, over the past few days, it's it's dropped. It's about. 22.5 at this point. Uh, let's see, the time of recording, it's uh, 22.587. So it has dropped a little bit. However, over the past uh, month, uh, throughout January, it's it certainly popped from about 16,000 reaching 23,000 uh, in about two weeks. So uh, I wrote about how this is, <coughs> you know, what what's driving it. Um, of what what's behind it and sustaining this rally really it's much more about what's sustaining the rally rather than uh, the, the two-week pop um, so listeners can read this on bccn3.com but uh, really it's been about the fact that the Fed raised rates uh, they announced a 25 basis point raise from four and a half percent to 4.75 that's no good uh, for a lot of people and uh, Again, it you've, you've also got the, these bullish options traders the options markets the best way to understand Bitcoin price or any any price of cryptocurrency, but Bitcoin really has uh, the largest options market of course and we had bad news already baked in. We already knew about FTX and this was a point I made in the article that you know when you have something like FTX collapse and you have genesis going bankrupt and you've got all these lawsuits coming out well the lawsuits coming out are predictable what's not predictable was for most people the fact that FTX collapsed and so that had a huge effect on the market in early November but what you can predict is that there's going to be lawsuits there's going to be total restructuring court cases everything is already baked in at that point and so here we are two months later three months later um, Bitcoin is coming back in, in the market um, because that bad news was already baked into the price. People already know it. So there's a bunch of ec- uh, macroeconomic factors like the Ukraine war, global inflation. Uh, but the cross-border payment system that, that Bitcoin is, is helpful for people moving out of Ukraine into neighboring countries to uh, start their lives over. But, uh, yeah, it's made a comeback in January. We'll see where it goes you know everybody hopes 2023 is not like 2022 um but really oh, yeah, that's boy, an understatement yeah, yeah that's an <laughs> understatement Let's, let me
1: emphasize 2022 that. That one, was pretty awful it was about as bad as it gets <laughs> yeah
0: well it's interesting that 2022 you know it came on the heels of 2021 obviously as i say that but but it came, the crash of twenty two came right on the heels of twenty one. I mean, this was like, you know, nineteen twenty eight being like the the wealthiest uh, GDP economic year ever, and then nineteen twenty nine you've got Black Tuesday and the market crashes. You know, it didn't happen yeah. that way back then. But I'm saying that's correl that that would be a correlation to today as far as the crypto market. You losing billions. I, I wrote a an article uh, last year about uh, all the billionaires that are no, no longer billionaires uh, because there's about 10 or 12 of them that, that have lost billion-dollar status. Um, SBF, you know, of course, is right in there.
1: Uh, so Yeah, it's a, it's it's, a major frustration. It's, it is. Yeah. I mean, like, you look at, like, uh, the dot-com bubble, right? That, that took time, right? It took a couple years before it burst. Mm -hmm. you know and everyone was kind of rushing to it and then it you know pops where crypto was just so overnight it just spiked in 2021 and then crashed in 2022 and i think a lot of people gave up on it and not not in a it'll be fine in a little bit i think people like permanently gave up on it because they all looked at it and went wow that's that's a lot of money and it's gone you know, it was like the South Park episode. It's like you know, the people just put their money into this and then it just disappears. Yeah, exactly. and that that's kind of you can't repair that. And there's there again without a central uh, figure. You know, no, no one really knows if they can trust this. I mean, at least with the Fed, they can come out and have people talk and mm-hmm. explain what's going on. Whereas with crypto, the The best you got is Vitalik, yeah, and that's really it. You can't. I mean, SBF has taught us that we can't trust most of these central central exchange guys, um, whether that's CZ or Brian Armstrong as well. Um, I mean, even if they are, you know, at their core trustworthy people, no one's in a position where they're going to feel comfortable with that sort of thing um yeah of course it's crypto it's supposed to be trustless but well, even with Coinbase <laughs> uh, this week there was a top
0: executive at Coinbase that got busted for uh was it insider trading uh that's like happened a few times yeah. it seems like even Coinbase which really skirted under the radar they were and they, they've been compliant with the SEC and everything um but you know you, even they've got their own scandals going and uh not that fiat investment yeah, no, we, doesn't, but, you know, this is an unregulated market. And there's a lot of chicanery going on. So.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny because it seems like a lot of these crypto people are trying to bash regulation. Like, oh, they're coming with the rules and the laws now. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, it's so bad. Uh, you know, we got Brian Armstrong saying there's rumors that the SEC wants to ban staking for retail investors. Yeah. And really what it sounds like is, oh, no, we can't do illegal stuff anymore. Yeah. That's really what it kind of sounds like. And it's kind of obnoxious when we see these sorts of things happening. Uh, it's like, you know, Brian Armstrong saying, hey, oh, you can't stake anymore. Sorry, guys, SEC rules. And it's kind of like, well, why are they making those rules? Because in the world of crypto, not, we're not talking stocks or any of that stuff. In the world of crypto, the SEC is, kind of seems to be the good guy. At, after we've looked at everything that's happened in the past year uh, and even you know the problems before 2022 that existed, like you know Bitconnect and the DAOs hack it, it's starting to look like maybe maybe they have my interest in mind in this situation because clearly uh, SPF didn't yeah. um, you know uh, clearly Doquan didn't uh, you know, clearly, uh, Alex Machensky didn't. Uh, you know, it's like yeah. how, many, how many more people do you need me to list? Because, yeah, exactly, because <laughs> they're there, they yeah. exist.
0: It, <laughs> so it, anyone who follows me on Twitter or knows uh, or, or reads my articles uh, knows that I'm no fan of Gary Gensler, um, because he was he was working with uh, SBF was his consultant. Uh, his, SBF was consulting with the SEC. That's been proven. Uh, but. The director, Ms. Hester, uh, does seem to be pro-crypto, but from a much more reasonable standpoint. Uh, She is; uh, she understands it. She's not trying to quash things per se, other than criminal activity, of course. But Mm -hmm. um, not understanding, you know, where these things go, and you've got these old. We've got such. We've got a. We live in a geritocracy. I mean these. Geriatric politicians. you've got The other day, I was hearing a Lindsey Graham interviewed, calling it the Bitcoin. We need to regulate the come Bitcoin. On, bro. Like, oh, come on. You know, they come don't on. know anything, and they they don't know how it works. And you know, I can't can't blame them in a way. It's extremely new, nascent. And,
1: uh, I don't even think crypto people know how crypto works. I don't
0: think so either. I think you're right about.
1: <laughs> you know, when, when you join an NFT project and yeah. none of them know what IPFS is, Oof. it's scary. Yeah. And it lets you know that maybe this really is an industry run by people that don't know what's going on yeah. um, or don't understand the tech, technology or even what it is. Uh, you know, most people in a lot of these communities still think Web3 means crypto enabled. Yeah. Um, and it's so much bigger than that. And th- there's a lot. of, And I don't think that I don't think education is the problem here. So I think a lot of people are kind of looking at it like oh it's education we, need, we just need to teach people a bit more it's like no 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 I think people very clearly understand that there's a lot of issues here and a lot yeah. of this stuff is meaningless there, there's there's nothing that is holding this value um, and and I think we, we kind of have to reevaluate maybe the issue isn't education maybe the issue is just the lack of benefit yeah. Uh you know, if I'm not getting gains off of my crypto, what am I getting it for? What what is it doing? What's the purpose of it? it, it yeah. How does this thing do anything besides just make money? Well, and that's which that's is great. Is, yeah. People want to make money, but
0: I mean, well, I think that's the dark side of, de- of decentralization is yeah, it's decentralized in the sense that nobody's controlling and manipulating the price. But there's also no sustainable value behind it because 99% of the world isn't using it. More than that. Th- there's no you can't trade it's not like foreign exchange where you can trade one currency for another based on geopolitical global economic data. It's you 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 buy into it because somebody else sold it because there's a limited number 21 million bitcoin. And you're buying it because somebody else is getting rid of it. So What if it does go to a million dollars, like some people are saying? Well you're still cashing it out for USD.
1: (laughs) At the end of the day,
0: like because the only value it has is it's a currency, so it has to be in the economy to be valuable. You can't use Bitcoin for anything else. They're sure not using it for any kind of blockchain material, lightning network notwithstanding, but still
1: and people, yeah, I mean, there's like what novelty options, but that's really yeah. it. Like, there, there's a few There's one guy stuff. who's bought a house with Bitcoin, but it's like yeah. you're not going to see that on, you know, every like realtor's website. Like, yeah, we accept Bitcoin uh, because most people don't. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people yeah. just, this is really weird. Um, yeah. Especially older people. I, I think that's one thing I've noticed with older people is, and I, when I say older, I mean like 60s and onward. Uh, a lot of you know, they they spent their lives working to build, you know, their net worth. And they see crypto come around and then basically just eradicate people's net worth uh, mm-hmm. instantly. And, you know, a lot of them question it, like, why would I put 60 years of, of work into something that could just go to zero yeah. randomly for no reason yeah. as being run by a bunch of criminals? Um, yeah. So, yeah, there, there there are some serious issues out there. Oh boy, ETH is dropping right now. Sorry, I got the chart open and it's just—that's a big, that's a big red line down. Um, Let's see. Dropping 1.2%
0: in the last 24 hours.
1: Yeah. uh, Now 1.9%. It's dropped about 60 bucks since this morning. Some people do percentages. I just do the actual number. Um, could be a good buying price. It'll probably go back up soon. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've got some uh, leading indicators that it, it might come back.
1: Um, Has something happened? Like, <laughs> this thing is just dropping like a brick? Yeah. Uh, you, you see here, guys, uh, even though you're probably gonna see this like fairly after this, so uh, this is a good time to buy in. Yeah. That's not financial advice, but you're also probably not going to see this when this is happening. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> at uh, 9 o'clock last night, it was at 1610. It rose this morning at 830 at uh, 1643.
1: Six, it's going off the hook. Yeah, and now it's back it's, to 1610 almost. You're trying. So, I, I got the 15-minute uh, the and the 1-minute yeah. trading view filter on right now and it's just like <laughs> it's just... <laughs> roller coaster it's like you see that and you're like where yeah. how how do you buy into-? that's exactly what we're talking about is this thing was just riding and it just drops like yeah. what and is, there's no what reason for it yeah and it's it's just a guessing game and it's such a frustration when trying to call yourself an investor and this is what you have to put up with. Why did it drop twenty twenty forty dollars in the last couple hours? Right. No one knows because it's not attached to anything. <laughs> yeah, it's and
0: just... like you know, even I, I wrote that article on, on Bitcoin beating twenty three thousand. Well again, even in my article, you can only tag it to a few macroeconomic factors, what the Fed does. Um you don't have things like, it used to be that the tech sector was, and it still is in the traditional market, is the most risky uh, market sector uh, because of how fast it changes. But there you have actual, you have hardware, you have commodities, commodities prices, steel, copper, batteries, all those kinds of things, shipping, uh, all of those kinds of things impact the tech world. Nothing is tied like that to bitcoin uh, or any cryptocurrency uh, right other than the mining nodes uh, but even even if you lost some of those you could still reproduce a bitcoin i don't know it's such an interesting time looking back on 2022 uh, why did all of that happen Uh, we know who was responsible and, and we know what happened But again, I think you have to come away from 2022 asking yourself, where was the real value? And to me, the real value was in USD, because that's what everybody, every one of these criminals was trading it in for USD and trading that for a Lambo,
1: (laughs) except for SBF who
0: drove a Corolla in the Bahamas, which we don't know why, which Uh, makes no sense.
1: well, I, I think I think he was definitely trying to put up a facade. And, uh, I think know, if he right. was rolling around in Lambos. People would be like, what's going on? Yeah. But he was yeah. the ordinary man. He was the real man's investor or whatever. And, nah, he's just a dude that needed to hit the gym and get a haircut. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's really all we learned. Yeah. I, I met
0: someone who I won't name here that... Uh, to Central Con Miami who had worked there at, at the headquarters in the Bahamas and said there was just no way they could know what was going on and I think that was a facade. Uh, there was only a handful of people, I mean three, SBF, Caroline, Ellison and uh, Gary Wang his co-founder that would have known uh, so definitely uh, Bernie made off on steroids. Uh, Pretty much. Pretty much. Well, that's what we got for you this week, ladies and gentlemen. We will uh, sign off for now. Keegan, thanks so much for your uh, insight and analysis. Yep. We will see you back here on BCCN3 Talk. Take care, everyone. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk.